You are now listening to the Open Canvas. Open Canvas. This is Taj Alexander. I'm here with someone we actually met at Webster Hall a few months ago at an event, and you know we were doing a like live podcast thing in the green room, and we just spoke for probably like five to ten minutes, like and it was really quick. But um, I told him there and, you know, just from that quick conversation that we needed to have a full conversation. This guy is doing a lot, but understands his purpose and his place in the world and knows why he's here. He's not just young and just doing whatever. He has a focus and intention for what he wants to do and what he wants to accomplish. And he's doing it in a way where he has no limits. He's not limiting himself. He's not limiting his peers around him. He's actually encouraging them and also showing them that they can do it as well. So without any further ado, introduce yourself, man. Greetings, everyone. My name is Johanse. <laughs> Thanks again for, for being on. Like We were trying to link up for a minute, but I feel like timing is always perfect, so this is like the right time to do yeah, it. Yeah, man. And I caught you at Afropunk. That was lit. Right, <laughs> right, man. Yeah. How, how was Afropunk for you that day? Afropunk? Uh, I saw you. It was the first day. Yeah. I, I thought the first day was kind of, not weak, because like SZA and Solange were there, mm-hmm. but I liked the second day more. It was more gritty. The first day was kind of like soft, bubbly, music, <laughs> you know, which was cool, but yeah, I yeah. liked the like punk stuff. So like that was, that was where it was at for me the second day. Nice, nice. Yeah, man. So for those who don't know, there's so many things that you have done and are doing and will do, but just if you were to describe what you do, what would that be? Right now, my main focus is photography and photo editing. Mm. Um, and I try to bring that into creating an image for artists. My goal is to kind of change the way people perceive photos mm. and what they people's idea of good is, you know, yeah. or the seriousness they take into photos and the detail that they realize you can get out of it. Um, and so, yeah, that's my main focus. That's real, Just man. like cleaning up the image of what a photo is in general. Nice, nice. And that's like nothing to take lightly. Like what you're doing, like the, the power of a good image, you know, the, there really is no limit to the value of it. Yeah. You know, and understanding like the purpose of like what photography is and how you're actually communicating something with image and light. Um, it's something that I think we're just beginning to understand how valuable it is. I mean, we live in like an Instagram culture and yeah, all that. Most but, definitely. But like, I feel like now, like those who take the craft seriously and who understand their purpose are really beginning to like see like, okay, like there's another level to this. You oh, know, yeah. More than just taking pictures of cool people, but actually communicating something through your photography. So is that something that you're trying to do? 100%. Yeah. And uh, when it comes to communication through the photography, I also find that there's certain people that get the get the message mm. and certain people that they just see it and they're like all right you know and so it's definitely it has to do with like an age group mm. young people definitely uh see where i'm going with it m- more than older people i think older people appreciate it mm. but it's a lot of times with my photos especially when what when i edit yeah. it's too much mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. it's too much for them but <laughs> like young people i think since we're so used to like scrolling seeing what's next checking like three different feeds three different accounts yeah they could keep up with what i got going on in my photos and that's, really that's how it. our brains work now yeah. you know so that makes complete yeah. sense so I, honestly i feel like with older people it's just like overload oh sh- whoa, what's going on <laughs> like it's just too they really can't handle it yeah and then younger people it's just enough it's like what they need to fulfill that yeah absolutely absolutely man so so where are you from i'm from brooklyn 
Brooklyn. Where exactly in Brooklyn? Uh, I live in Patrick Leopards Gardens, which is Flatbush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just a small neighborhood within Flatbush between Notion and Rogers. Nice, man. Nice. So, like, what was it like growing up there for you? Um, For me, I think I had one of the better stories coming out of Flatbush because my parents, they really fostered an environment where I was always in arts and wasn't didn't have any time to be out on the streets because there was a lot going on in Flatbush, especially when I was growing up. Now we see a lot of gentrification, so stuff is changing, and we could get into that too. But growing up in Flatbush where, you know, you hear gunshots at night, you know, I, and I know people in my neighborhood, so it wasn't even that kind of like fear. Like I could walk down my block, dap everyone up, and it was that kind of thing. But it was just that type of chaos. When I was growing up, Crips and Bloods was a big thing. Mm. They don't, we don't really see that too much now, but there was a lot of gang stuff going on. Yep. So I think my parents did a good job of like making sure I didn't even have to think about that. Right. You right know? So it wasn't too bad growing up in Flatbush for me. Nice. Siblings or was it just you? Oh, I'm the youngest of six. Okay. Wow. Wow. So what was that like being the youngest? Um, for me, honestly, I think I got to see a lot of people make mistakes. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, I think my siblings definitely envy like me being the youngest because they feel like I got away with a lot, which I definitely did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because you know after five kids, like it's like all right, let the sixth yeah, one do what he wants. Do what you want. yeah, yeah. But um, I yeah, I think I got to see a lot of mistakes that my siblings made. I got to see how their mistakes affected my parents. Um, and of course, I make my own mistakes still because I'm human, but uh, they're limited. Yeah, they're limited. I think a lot of what I have to do now or what I work on is just just about self. You know, I don't find myself making too many mistakes that mess up my parents too much. You know yeah, what I, mean? I fully understand that, man. So were you like, what were you doing for fun as a kid? Were you into music? Oh, as a kid, I was, I was fully an athlete. Yeah? I was 100% <laughs> athlete. I, I've been playing soccer since I was five. Mm. I was on like travel teams going all across the country. Yeah, when I was yeah, a freshman, yeah. I went to Florida, IMG. Damn. That's like, they do, IMG is like soccer, baseball, football. Oh, yeah. It's I just like, of, it's like the training camp. Like I remember the hearing, I remember seeing like ads for that back oh, yeah, in the day. Yeah, yeah. So you went to that. Yeah, I went to IMG. I played, I mean, we like, we got our asses kicked. <laughs> <laughs> These kids were filthy, but yeah. I mean, I made it there. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was doing that uh, in high school. I was a captain of my soccer team. Mm. I had like 20 goals. I, I was like the 19th highest scorer in PSAL. Damn. Yeah, I was yeah. really doing my thing. And then I was skating a lot, but then... After high school, like the soccer, I had like just some issues with the travel team I was working with. It was just like mad dumb politics. It was just a lot oh, of bullshit. Yeah. Oh, this- a lot of parents that were managing the team, yeah. making sure they're ki- like pushing for their own kids. And then so I just had to had to step out of that. And it was just 100% art for me. Yeah, I definitely saw the politics. I played basketball growing up. Mm-hmm. So I like AAU stuff. And yeah, like, AAU. So I <laughs> completely understand. Like it was a lot of fun. I traveled a lot, but I understand. Once I turned like 16, you I could see it. And I was like, yeah. what the hell is going on? Like, Favoritism and all oh, that yeah. stuff. It just like. Coaches just, just trying to get money and I'm like really it's really about that you have been preaching yeah. lies this whole time off of kids yeah that's, kids. that's what messed me yeah. up but shout out to all like the the good coaches and the, the good people oh, yeah, 100%. Like, it's not all bad at all but just to say like there are two sides mm-hmm. to it for sure and good so, coaches definitely have an impact on students lives I mean players lives especially for sure, for sure man so yeah like like during this time where you're like fully engaged in sports and athletics and things like that like it was also it was sports and arts and arts. Yeah. Okay. So what led you to get into arts? Was that something you just picked up? Or? Well, um, when I was I'm an actor also. Okay. So yeah. when I was maybe ten, my mom put me in my first acting class, mm. and that was just something from like 
I was always, I would always be watching movies like since I was like three mm. that just weren't age appropriate. Mm. I'd be watching like Van Helsing <laughs> or like just like random like shows Castaway. Yeah. I'll be some I, mature I, stuff. Bro, I know all the words to <laughs> Castaway. I know all the words to Everybody Hates Chris and just like yeah, she yeah. saw that I really enjoyed that and just mm. like the fun of like seeing these people act on TV. So my mom put me in that nice. and that's something I was doing. Um, I got into photography in middle school. Cause I went to MS 51, which mm. is just, it's a big middle school in Park Slope. Yeah. And they have a photography program with a dark room and all that. Wow. wow. But at the time it was just something that I did. You know, mm. I wasn't really thinking long-term like, oh, I could do something with this. So that was that. And then I went to high school for acting at okay. LaGuardia on the Upper West Side. Oh yeah. You know, that's like where Nicki Minaj, Wesley Snipes, Jennifer Aniston has a pretty good roster yeah, of like man. graduates. But um, yeah, it was, it was soccer and arts. Uh, soccer might have like held it down um, for a good while, and then the arts took me the rest of the way. Yeah, man. Yeah. So like, while you're at LaGuardia, like, you're you're being exposed to these different forms of expression. Mm-hmm. You're like realizing, oh, I'm good at acting. Oh, I'm good at this. I'm good at that. Like, were you just like focused on one thing, or were you just trying your hand at different things and seeing what stuck? Um, at LaGuardia, uh, you definitely have the opportunity to try your hand at different things. I was. At the time, I was really into acting, and I was mm-hmm. acting focused, acting motivated. Mm-hmm. But again, with the politics of it, mm-hmm. I, I came to grow. I grew to see that too, mm-hmm. and it's something you have to deal with because it's a part of the industry, you know. Yeah. But um, with photography, one thing I found later on, this is after high school, mm-hmm. which is why I I'm now given more of my energy is that I'm in more control. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. No one can control the photos I take. No one can control how they come out. Mm. No one could, just no one could tell me what to do. It's, it's fully my artistic expression. But when you're an actor, you gotta wait for someone to pick me up. Yeah, it's just, a, it's a lot of, and a lot of it has, there's so much a, a part of the acting that has nothing to do with the talent. Mm. And that's what bums me out about it. And I'm just like, yeah, that's that was the one thing. I hear you, man. I hear you. Yeah, so, like, I remember, like, when we first spoke, you sort of mentioned some of the things you were doing at the time. Mm-hmm. And, like, you were saying, yeah, like, you were working with a, a lot of different, like, whether it was fashion houses yeah. or things like that. Can you just, like, go through, like, after or even during high school, like, what led you to get into that world of sort of working with different fashion houses and other, like, people and, and, and consulting in that way? Well, um... I only graduated high school two years ago, and right now, especially living in New York, everyone has a brand. Everyone's yeah. doing something. And fashion was a big thing, I'm, and just seeing how fashion was influencing hip-hop music, and I'm a big hip-hop fan. Mm-hmm. And so, that's where I really got into how I dressed. Mm-hmm. I got into styling, me and my friends just like trading off clothes or like sharing lockers with my boys, and I was just having mad like Supreme tees and flannels and all these different sneakers and shit in the locker, and just like dressing up yeah. you know and just like being like damn that's fly oh you fly bro you yeah, know the yeah. stuff like that and that's what really got me into it and then i pursued it heavily and it was just um i mean just me personally i'm i'm really easy to talk to and mm-hmm. i'm not afraid to approach people yeah so i just made it known to like uh my friends like oh i'm trying to do the styling thing and like mm-hmm. friends that could help me you know push me in the direction so i got a couple of jobs as a stylist just off that i got mm-hmm. jobs as i'm um, styling assistant you know yeah. um and so that's how I got to work Fashion Week two years, or two seasons in a row, I should say, mm. um, and stuff like that. This year, I had the opportunity to style for Fashion Week. I was working with this brand called Custo Barcelona. Mm. It's a brand out of Spain. Yeah. But um, just like school and stuff conflicted, um, and I just transferred school, so I just didn't want to mess that up. But I did have the opportunity to model 
filled Bullet magazine mm -hmm. during Fashion Week. So that was still an experience within the fashion world. For sure, man. And and one thing that I'm realizing just seems like a pattern is like, you don't really limit yourself. Like you're not like, okay, like I was do doing the acting thing. I, I realized I didn't like, you didn't just like, uh, put up with it and just say, okay, this is this is it. You're like, no, what's next? What else can I do? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Not at all. Because, um, I mean, yeah, I just never want to stop. Mm. And it was it was never one of those things where I felt um, lost or devastated or defeated. It was just, um, I'm going to figure out how to better navigate this, you know? You know, or mm. it gets to the point where I can fully navigate it and make it work for me. But at the, at, right now, I could do this, mm -hmm. you know? So... Uh, it's not even putting things on pause. It's just like boosting my energy in another area and just bringing it down in this area. Right. But I'm still working. In right. that, you know, that's like a, a really key point. Like even like a teaching point for for a lot of us as like young people, because like there's so many like different energies or like even like pauses or road marks that like sort of like telling everything's telling you to slow down or everything's yeah. telling you to stop or people are telling you don't do this or don't do that. But the like finesse in it is sort of like learning how to sort of navigate and yeah. find your way and say, okay, this isn't working. How can I change my method or do something different to sort of get a different result? Yeah, you know, no yeah. one's ever really, honestly, like if you really love something, uh, mm -hmm. like there's gonna be certain things you're bad at, but mm -hmm. if you're really giving your all in something, you could do it, but if it's not working out, you're just probably doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. It's not that you need to stop. It's just that you need to switch up the method, you know? You know, you just need to you just need to play the game. It's yeah. all a game, and mm -hmm. so you just gotta get better tools, literally, and just um, how you think is just pull better resources. A lot of times, it's who you surround yourself with. Mm. Um, I find, especially me, like being a teenager still, about to be twenty, mm -hmm. just chilling too much. Mm. A lot of times, you just be chilling too much, or just like pointless chilling, or <laughs> doing this. One thing I I don't like to do, and I will not do anymore is doing the same thing um, day to day. Mm. Whether it's like, oh, my boy, he got the free for the week. Mm -hmm. All right, cool, I'll go to your house on Friday, but I'm not gonna be there Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. You know what I mean? That's just a waste of time. Like, yeah. I'm just trying, cause it's kind of like you just chasing the same thrill. It's like, you just had your fun have, and just make it work. Cause yeah, yeah you, gotta, you gotta put your time into the art. And it's also drugs. Mm. Kids gotta stop doing drugs. And I stopped doing them, but just be mindful of them. You know, mm. some people can't handle them, so you should actually stop. Um, and some people just surround themselves with too much of it. Like I, I've seen so many kids. I mean, it's funny because I have a diverse friend group. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> you know, like when you see, and especially growing up in Flatbush, yeah. Well, you know, black kids and it's like, oh, free my son. Somebody got locked. Somebody's mm -hmm. in jail. White kids are like, free my son. Somebody's in rehab. Mm. <laughs> I see so many kids go to rehab for like Xanax pills and stuff like that mm. um and i was one of those people like i remember my father he going really hard on me about smoking weed like oh you smoke me too much weed i'm just like can't smoke too much weed like <laughs> you can't get addicted to weed right, and right. i mean that's true in a sense mm -hmm. but at the same time it's one of those things like if you're high all the time are you really high you know what i mean like if you're just smoking weed all the time or whatever you're doing it's just if you're always high you're not allowing yourself to have sober thoughts mm. So then whatever is, you're not going to be able to think straight. Right. Because everything that's going on in your head, nothing is, is coming from a straight mind, a straight point of view. Right. It's, it's warped. Right. You know? Right. I hear that, man. Yeah. So like one of the things that it's also good to do is like, especially like at our ages and like being younger, it's like 
trying your hand at different things. Like one of the things that I actually enjoy is like when I see people who've done a lot in their life, where like they were doing like one like profession and then they do something completely different but they're still good at it and like just having the story of being able to say you've tried different things mm. like you weren't limiting yourself or saying like oh I, I can only do one thing with my life you know I think that's also important too to be able to just see like just challenge yourself you yeah, know like I think a lot of times people get scared or they're fearful of challenging themselves like what are they going to do how are they going to react to like increased workload or doing things that they're not necessarily they didn't go to school for you know like and i think the challenge is actually the exciting part and actually like facing that fear is actually what puts you ahead of you know just doing like just chilling all day yeah. you know so i fully understand that for sure and also going to school for things it's um what, whether it's art or whatever profession you're trying to get into school is important but it's not uh, a necessity because mm. the one thing about school what makes people better at what they're doing is the time that you put in it's like going to this place for nine hours and studying this mm -hmm. so if you're trying to do something you just need to put in that time and study it every day be there studying it doing it mm. you know and so that's that's my one thing about art schools is i don't have a problem with art schools at all like i wish i applied to more mm -hmm. but um is a lot of times art schools will try to hold you back if you're going to acting school they'll be like oh you can't audition for this certain amount of time mm. or certain schools they'll just put you through different steps and processes some that are necessary but for other people who truly may not need that you just need to jump into it and yeah. so a lot of times it's just doing it mm. you know don't be afraid of like what other people are going to think you know whether or not you're going to be bad a fear of failure and honestly failing is like what you need like mm. get those failures out of the way because mm. you learn all you just learn so so much faster so yeah. much faster yeah man absolutely so i mean one of the things that i know is you, like you brought a book here earlier like mm. I, I like i love reading man i'm a big reader mm. so for you like what has reading done for you just in regards to like your way of thinking and how you like approach like your work um well i used to be big on tv yeah. See, my mom works for Scholastic, and as a kid, she would always, like, impress on me, like, oh, read this book. I, I had books in my room all throughout my childhood, but I didn't really read them like that. Yeah. I just, they were just, like, books in my room that would collect dust. Right. And then I was really big into TV, and I remember my dad always been like, turn off the idiot box in his Jamaican accent, you know? <laughs> right, right. And, um, but books uh, come from different perspectives. Mm. You know, TV shows, same writers, same producers, same corporations that run those stations. Same so, perspective. Exactly, so yeah. you're getting fed the same perspective, the same narrative. Mm. It's just um, a little tweaked, you know? Right. But sometimes it's the same actors, too. So um, books, you have different perspective and you also have control of the images mm. that you're seeing in your mind. When it comes to, to TV shows, you're being fed these images. Mm right and yeah. you're just sitting there closed mouth like a lot of times i watch a comedy i'm not even laughing yeah it's funny i guess but like yeah, yeah, <laughs> i'm just sitting there like a robot really stuck mm. but a book i'm reading it uh i'm engaging it, i'm thinking uh i'll be interactive i'm highlighting stuff i'm writing stuff down like oh i should remember this like this is important mm. and so i just feel like you're it's it's not something I feel. It's just a fact. Your mind right. is just more engaged. Yeah. And so you're just going to be building yourself. Absolutely, man. So like from what you're seeing now, just from your perspective and like your field of work and even just having fun and living your life in the city, like what's your perspective on how things are going in terms of like, I don't like using the word scene, but like just the larger, like our peers, mm -hmm. like how do you feel things are going? Do you think it's moving in the right direction generally? Or do you feel like there's still some things that need to be worked out? Um, I think we need to stop 
feeding into the hype. Mm. I think we're yeah, explain we're, that, explain that, man. I just feel like we make ourselves look so dumb mm. because there are so many young people with so many good ideas um, and so many original ideas, but they we feed into just like Any the simplest thing. thing. Like we were talking about fashion earlier, so I'll just stick mm-hmm, with that. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned Supreme, so like it's just easy to go there. <laughs> like they could put out anything at this point, and there'll be a line three blocks around the corner for just. There was, they had like a, I think they might have, maybe I just saw this somewhere, but I'm pretty sure they had like a shirt that just had like blood and cum on it. Oh yeah. And it was just something, you know, it was whatever, <laughs> but it said Supreme on it and it's fly. It's like the same reason like people will buy a brick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like Supreme is actually doing like, like, like case studies on just how people. Yeah. yeah right now they're just making their money. Just Honestly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they recognize the hype they have and they're like, all right, we're just going to make bank on this. And that's what they've been doing. Cause every Thursday there's a line. It doesn't matter how fly it is. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact that people are trying to come and get it yeah and um that's one thing uh with music i feel like i don't hate on any new wave rappers you know because a lot of them are kids that are just making their money trying to make their come up Mm -hmm. but i feel like we should put more emphasis on quality music Mm. um and i also feel like when it comes to controversy within whatever it is like music um too we we just feed into the sensationalism of stuff, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. whether it's Kodak, Black, um, XX, Syntaxion, mm-hmm. and when it comes to... I, I don't know. I feel like we we let the... We feed into the sensationalism and don't address the real issues, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, it was like, y'all were saying the same thing about Kodak Black not too long ago, and then y'all let him slide. So, it's just like... I'm not saying go get him, but mm-hmm. what's your issue here? Mm-hmm. Like, just... I feel like we don't we don't uh, stand strong on our ideals, mm. and we just let whatever's hype, whatever's popular, whatever's gonna get the likes mm. happen. Like even our like generation, there's so many viewpoints, or I'll use the term like group thought. Mm. Like sometimes group thought overtakes an individual perspective, yeah. or even forming your own perspective. Like mob mentality, you mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, do you think that's something that like how can we address that? Like, is there a way where as creators we can sort of like push for individual thought individual expression versus like just doing things because we think the the larger group thought the mob mentality will like we were trying to please the mob mentality versus them speaking our own voice okay well i feel like if you're feeding into the hype you're just fulfilling something that's already been done Mm. but if you really want that attention uh and um that if you want that attention you want that recognition well i mean why not do something different? Because then you'll fully stand out. That's one thing that I found in my work that people have been drawn to. Like, oh, I've never seen anything like this. And I'm like, lit. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, great. Yeah, you yeah. ain't never seen anything like that. So I'm going to keep <laughs> I'm gonna keep pushing this. Yeah. And I don't care how many... Like, I have... I posted stuff that gets 300 likes. And I could post a photo just in the middle of the day. And it'll get 50. Mm-hmm. And that's fine for me. Mm-hmm. It's there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you can still go back and see it. Right. But now we have people, they'll post a picture... Oh, not enough people liked it. Delete it, post it again. It's like, mm. do you like the picture or do you just want people to double click on it? Yeah, yeah you yeah. know, it's just like mm. people need to be fulfilled in that. And I just, you just, self fulfillment is really where it's at. Mm. You know, because mm. if you're doing something for the hype, you're never going to be f- fulfilling yourself. There's but always if you're, more hype. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's, there's going to be hype for days. But if you're really doing something that you genuinely love, mm. no amount of likes, no amount of comments, reposts could put value on that. Right, right. That's, I believe that, man. Like, for the most part, like if you're, if you find something that you're good at, you have, really have to ask yourself, am I doing this because of how I want to be perceived or I'm doing this because I have something to say? 
you know, like, what are you adding to the greater conversation? You know, that's mm-hmm. the thing that I think a lot of creators have to ask is like, you know, if I am contributing something to this this world we're living in, if I'm trying to create something um, that's beautiful and that means something, like, am I saying something new? Am I being original? Yeah, or am I being redundant? You yes, know? yes, man. Like, it, just you it, could be an echo. That's cool, but mm, <laughs> mm. all right, you could be an echo, or you could just yeah, just be something new. Here, let's hear something different. Yeah, and, and that's there's a whole industry on being an, an echo. You know, like people see what works and they just copy it. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, oh let's push this harder. Let's yeah. push this harder. It's gonna just create more revenue, more money, mm. and and versus like actually doing something that's like actually changing the conversation versus then just repeating it you know so i think that's necessary man and i feel like those who can actually like yourself who can actually like stay true to trying to create new things like they eventually break through and then like they change the conversation for everybody you know because in reality there's so many followers that like you know all it really takes is for that one original voice to sort of create something or do something that sort of shifts the whole yeah, paradigm turns everyone's head, yeah. exactly man so like stay true to that and I, I say that to people who are listening as well it's like you know sometimes being an original voice isn't necessarily the popular thing to do having a unique perspective or a new unique way of expressing yourself whether it's photography music like art expression even political opinions yeah it's like not those won't necessarily be the most liked things on instagram Mm -hmm. or necessarily be the things that people are clamoring towards or talking about or wanting to associate themselves with but if you stay true to yourself like eventually it will be acknowledged how it should be you know definitely and i feel like all people that went down in history and whatever field they're in a lot of times what they were doing wasn't popular a lot of people were being ostracized for what they were doing and it's that 2020 hindsight Mm -hmm. that allows people a few years later to be like wow Mm -hmm. this person was really speaking the truth you know we a lot of like so many times in human history people realize that they were being fooled Mm. you know after the fact after always after the fact <laughs> always, yeah 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 man and and like that's like one of the reasons like even having this podcast is like I, I really would encourage like people like us like our peers people who are also doing great things to like encourage each other lift each other up while they're doing great things while people aren't necessarily like all over them not not waiting until they pop yeah to like say oh yeah I knew this guy or oh, you know like yeah instead of doing that encourage them while they're grinding encourage them while they're like struggling while they're making mistakes let them know like yo like i see what you're doing is original and has like a uniqueness to it keep going you know because i think that's the way like our our scene or whatever is actually gonna actually lift each other up you know it's like recognizing the talent and the the individuality before everyone else does and and that's also where a lot of artists not go crazy but just like find themselves not being able to find happiness. Because mm. once you put so much emphasis on um, s- other people validating you, like you said, like what, um, getting recognition, what, if that's really what you wanted or what you're putting the value in, once that goes away, because everyone has their peak, you know? Yeah. You're, you're gonna have your, you could have 15 seconds, you could have a couple of years, mm. but it's gonna be a de- decline. Yeah. And as long as you know that through before that, through that and after that, you're putting out genuine work, mm. then, that's that's all you need for yourself. But if you're just looking for people to say, "Yes, you're the best. Mm-hmm. I love you," you know, mm-hmm. then you're 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 never gonna be fulfilled. Yeah, that's why you see a lot of like artists having like these mental breakdowns. Fully, or, like even actors too. Where it's like, or the they they're used to a high level of attention. That when that starts to wane, it's like, 
what do I do? Like mm. my whole idea. They feel like they're doing something wrong. Yeah. But it's not. It's just a part of this culture that we live in. Yeah. People can't focus on you for but so long because there's always a new face. Yeah. So it's just on to the next one. That's why I think making your mark is is so critical like for people to be like oh he was a staple in the culture mm. you know like even someone like soldier boy mm. you know who we don't necessarily idolize yeah, now or yeah. care about i could care less about soldier boy if he had a concert right now i wouldn't go <laughs> but i could oh i will always recognize what soldier boy did for hip-hop what he did for internet rap before soundcloud you know what he did for young people 16 year olds changed yeah so he changed much. so much and, and i feel that's more important than being in the spotlight forever yeah exactly man and when you're able to understand that like there's actually a freedom that comes with that because then you're no longer like caught up in the rat race of attention mm. or like trying to fight your way in front of the next person just to be seen you can just be comfortable in who you are and create and as you put things out people appreciate it mm. you know that's like the goal is not necessarily being noticed it's enjoying what you do and putting out quality work because that's eventually will get noticed and recognized for what oh, yeah. it really is you know so i think like a lot of what you do man is like you know it's it's basically i think you're challenging a lot of people in our peer group like you're challenging people just by being yourself to sort of do more mm -hmm. you know don't be complacent and just like be okay with this okay I, I do this one thing i'm good at it or like I'm, i tried this one thing and failed you're like no like do more like it and actually like apply your mind to seeing how much you can do and like enjoy doing it you know it seems like you're having fun doing what you're doing oh yeah yeah so yeah man i definitely see that so so do you see yourself like where do you want to take like your brand and what you're doing like with the photography and the other things that you're involved in um, I want to take it as far as possible. I really want to, I want to um, immerse myself in, in hip hop culture, mm. you know, because I think I feel like as um, people in this culture, as black people, we have a culture that's so rich mm. and that so many people want to be a part of. And we let people be a part of that. Mm. But I want to own that. Mm. And so I want to I want to be able to have control over the culture that we we created and that we embraced, that we gave the world that is now the biggest in the world yeah you know and so i just want to be capturing artists i want to be there for the the blow-ups be there before the blow-ups mm. just be there for people yeah. and have and be able to document and like just for people to see see the progression see the progression yeah that's that's one major thing that's but major. Yeah. honestly i it's it's about the work it's about now because mm. mm. there's so much just i'm People tell me I'm young. I don't feel young, but I'm 19. You know, I'm not. I'm not an old guy. Mm -hmm. But there's already so much that I like miss, or like mm -hmm. so much nostalgia. I'm like, damn. Like, I didn't realize how lit that was. <laughs> you know, like at the time, I just thought like, oh, it's whatever. I'm doing what I'm doing. But I didn't realize how lit that was, and I can never go back to that. So there's no time like the present. The now is what it is. And as we create, this is like the time to put out some of your greatest work. Because mm -hmm. I think about some of our biggest idols, culturally, artistically. How young they were mm. like we love basquiat we love amy winehouse capital steez mm. all these people who have yeah. gone That's and they they, yeah. they made their mark and they left yeah it's just like basquiat was 27 amy winehouse was 27 capital steez was like 19 yeah. so yeah. we recognize them at a certain point but they were doing so much before that that got mm. them to that place mm. so it's really just all about the work yeah because people aren't necessarily going to recognize you right at that moment you know, so just continue doing your work. Let it get better. Let it build up. Let that portfolio grow. Mm. 
because this is this is the work right now like you're 19 20 21 25 like this is it yeah because yeah. there's also no one's looking to idolize a 40 year old man you know what i mean <laughs> talk about it <laughs> so like this is this is what it is right now yeah yeah and, and that's like a, a great point because when you use the word portfolio that's like a, a big thing an artist in general it would be better be in a position where like if you like get quote unquote popping, like to like have something like to show for your work. Like, oh yeah. Versus just having one thing and then having to prove yourself after, after that. that. Yeah. You're yeah, like, yeah. Okay, now I gotta like keep up with all this hype that I just got off of this one thing. Versus like slowly, just the slow build, the slow grind. Like it's not romantic. It's not like cool. It's not hip. It's not hype to do that. But if you do just continue to slowly grind and put out consistently good work. Like eventually that will get recognized how it should be. And yeah, yeah, and just to add on to what you just said, mm -hmm. if say like to continue with that of like having that one big pop, mm -hmm. if you do have that one big pop, boom, instead of having a look for a follow up, you could just pull from what you've been doing <laughs> and you know and yeah, throw it back yeah, at them. You yeah. know, it's just like a repost. I'm like, oh y'all missed this last time, let me give it to you again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then people recognize. Absolutely, absolutely, man. So can you like just like name some of the people that you, you are working with or some of the artists that you sort of support and like want to sort of see build in your in your um, in what you do? Um, I work closely with Choppy Chan. Shout out to him. Shout out, <laughs> shout out to Choppy Chan. Um, one of the artists I see that are doing good work that I work with and see on the regular, Adrian Lau. Mm -hmm. Shout out to him. Yeah, I work. I, I see a lot of producers doing their work. Shout out to Tara Gav. Mm -hmm. um, shout out to my son Romello. He's doing his thing. He has his um, he has his own brand. It's K9 Hardware. It's skate um, attire and hardware, and it's just raw. And that's one thing with a lot of the artists I surround myself with is people that not are fed up, but feel like they want to bring um, the art back to this rawness mm -hmm. and the trueness. Because there are a lot of people that capitalize off of what people have been doing and what people are really about, and they're not a part of the culture. You know, they just see what what mm. can happen with it and they just it's kind of like that capitalist mentality so yeah. just like appropriating the culture mm. and recycling it mm. so i try to surround myself with artists that are trying to bring that authenticity you yeah. know yeah. shout out to next gen doing their thing Thai bass doing his thing it's people like that man yeah shout out to all those guys you just mentioned because that that's such a good point like you see like in this industry and in this world we're living in now just in general like when something is like authentic and good like then you have people who want to capitalize off of it because they see the value in it mm -hmm. but like you said at the beginning of the conversation like putting yourself in a place to where the people who are the authentic voices and the authentic creatives of our culture also taking like ownership of it you know versus just selling it out or you know, not even realizing that it was sold, you know, yeah. like, we're like, that's the thing is like being aware, even being like financially aware of our value and our culture's value mm -hmm. versus just like, you know, trying to attach ourselves to brands that just want to use it, but not, not necessarily for it, yeah, you know, you can see like, one thing I'm looking at is like how durags, that's becoming like a thing that yeah. people are wearing now. Yeah. And I think it's cool, like, but at the same time, a durag was never a trend. It was an essential. Like if you wanted your hair to look clean, you needed to have a yeah. durag, you know? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. so seeing people that durags don't do anything for their hair wearing it, like that's cool. All right, rep the durag. But then when you see companies trying to sell durags for like a hundred dollars, it's like what? Yeah, yeah. hundred dollars for a do rag—that's crazy. Yeah. But that's just another part of like people loving our culture. Mm. People, 
it's just it's stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, and and it's and it's another point to how rich our culture is to like how how much we have as as a people just have been able to create culturally like relevant moments, relevant items, relevant music that we have so much output that like we almost like are on to the next thing so quickly that we don't really value yeah. how important and culturally significant the things we create actually are and we need to put a price on mm. our art there's so many artists that I- i've seen i've worked with and even myself mm-hmm. just like being afraid to be like oh this shoot is going to be so- such and such amount of money mm. you know because then i'll do a shoot and realize dang i just went out of pocket for this person mm. why you know, because I because you didn't want to put value on your work, put value on your work. People selling beats for the lower, just giving beats to friends. You know, like I feel like if you're a rapper and you respect the production and the um, effort that that person put in, why not give him 50, 100, whatever it is for the beat? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And producers need to be willing to name that price. And as our culture as a whole, we need to see the value in our things because we create so fluidly. Like it's easy. It's so easy that we don't think to put a price tag on it, mm-hmm. you know? But we should. Yeah. Because that's what we live in America where it's, it's all about the money. So why not put a price tag on your work, mm-hmm. you know, and, and give it that value? Because people will take it more seriously mm-hmm. if you're taking it seriously. But if you're throwing it out as just like a giveaway, that's what people are going to see. Like, oh, I could get that anytime. Right. You know? Absolutely. That's Absolutely. the same way people, you could put out a Balenciaga croc. <laughs> I heard about that. Yeah. Some Balenciaga yeah. crocs. <laughs> and that could be a thing that people are really going to buy and say, whoa. <laughs> Hold up. <laughs> Hold up. Yeah, bro. Crocs. We all know Crocs are not fly. You know, I got Crocs. They stay in my house. They don't leave my yeah, house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you're not going to catch me in some platform Balenciaga Crocs mm-hmm. that just got some pins on it. Right, right. But best believe those are going to sell. Those going to be on the runway soon. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, man. So that's a good point. Like also valuing like our like our personal work and valuing our output, but also valuing our peers as well. Like I think all this what we're saying in regards to like just it's really just being like financially literate and like understanding like market and understanding what things are valued at and like just as much as we want we should value what we do like if we see our peers doing something that is great and like is of value like helping them realize their value because mm-hmm. i think culturally like that's one thing that we've struggled with as a people is that we've almost been put into this crab in the bucket mentality to where like if we are doing something value valuable everyone else is like it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter what anyone else is doing but me like i'm just trying to get to the top versus like seeing our brothers and sisters doing something and saying you know what like let's collaborate let's Let's collaborate let's highlight what they're doing let's say yo you're doing something great how can i put a shot put light on what you're doing because that eventually will come back to you in in an indirect way but you're just trying to help other people see how valuable we are together versus just as individuals yeah and also if you highlight real art you know not just looking to put yourself on but if you um make sure people recognize oh this is good art you should you should give this a listen this is good work you should you should check this out you should go to this gallery if you don't do that people are just going to continue feeding in the hype and that's going to take away from the value of your work Mm. like what you put so much hard-earned energy into not hard-earned energy but you put so much energy into and it's hard work and some guy who just through through up nothing he's getting the same uh amount of recognition as you that's that's what's going to hurt the most which is why we should highlight people that are doing just as good work but a lot of times people they want to people get uh, threatened yeah, by yeah, other people's yeah. good work you know yeah, but if your yeah. work is really that authentic 
y'all aren't in the same lane you know right. you, you know your path that is their path exactly you know um they're them doing good and you doing good isn't taking away from anyone right right absolutely and, and that the whole thing it comes back to being like comfortable within yourself like when you're comfortable within yourself and know what you're doing is unique exactly like you can like uplift everyone around you because you know like they're doing something that's unique to them exactly and like they have a different perspective like that's the whole thing there's the value in having your own perspective culturally as in the groups as an individual like being yourself is like it's really one of the most important yeah, man. Things, insecure you know? artists are so whack like that's the wackest <laughs> thing like how are you gonna yeah. be an artist when you're insecure in your world like, yeah just that's why yeah yeah so so everyone out there just be confident in yourself understand who you are and realize that you do have value you know because if that's the case then like whatever you do interactions with people collaborations like you will be valued as such like you're only like value to others as much as you value yourself so that's the key that's the key man so so i definitely see that you're doing that and one of the good things about this podcast is like having these conversations like i'm able to have people that are just living it you know like it's great that we can talk about it and like give people something that they can actually like listen to back listen back to and be like okay yeah this is a way of thinking that i should like definitely adjust to but like i love the fact that we live this life every day you know that's it's a blessing to be able to just live it 100%, you know yeah. so like for anyone listening like i'm encouraged just by talking to you man i just encourage anyone listening to just live the life that you know i mean take and choose what you want from what we're talking about but live the life that you want to and create the life that you want for yourself mm-hmm. versus just waiting for someone to give it to you exactly yeah because if you do that you'll be waiting forever <laughs> forever, man. yeah forever. man so yeah man so how can people find like your work you like online like how what's your socials everything um instagram uh, is yance is y-h-n-c-e just one vowel the e um and that's that's where i post a lot of my work and that's where you'll find it um if you stop by a life you can see me doing my thing because hey. i work there hey. shout, out shout out to a life shout out to a life yeah you know yeah. i'm always in a life because i work there nice. they pay me <laughs> right. uh and it's also yeah that's where that's where you can find me dope. instagram instagram mainly dope well thank you again man really appreciate it this is like a, a really dope conversation and a lot of people thank you for having gonna, me yeah a lot of people are going to benefit from hearing what you have to say man thank so, you i hope so thank you again man this has been the open canvas with my brother here johansson <laughs> and we out take care y'all peace <laughs> thank you man it looks no thank you yeah, that was real bro that was real to find out more about the open canvas hit up our website theopencanvas.com also stay tuned to our Instagram at the Open Canvas. And for any questions or inquiries, hit up my email, Taj T A J dot opencanvas at gmail.com. This has been the Open Canvas, produced by Taj Alexander.